55 to go. What a dumb offense. What a dumb, dumb, stupid call. James Schuston Gears inside. Davis! The Prime with another assist. Eight assists for LeBron James. Halliburton driving to his left. Stabs back. Splash! 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 That Eddie Gill was cold blooded. Happy holidays, everyone. Hour three, T-Row in the morning show on a Friday, December 8. Toby and TJ back with you. Headed to Tulsa today for the big showdown between the Sooners and the Razorbacks tomorrow at 3 p.m. But right now we're going to talk a little men's gym as we welcome in the legendary Hall of Fame head coach of the Oklahoma Sooners, our friend Mark Williams. Good morning, Coach. Hey, Toby, how you doing? I'm good. How have you been, sir? I've been doing well. Yeah, getting ready for my, uh, this is going to be my 35th, 35th year at OU. Wow. Oh, my gosh. You've seen a lot, Coach. You, <laughs> you don't look 35 years old, much less have been here for 35 years. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, started in 1988. Amazing. Amazing. Well, you got uh, an opportunity, I guess, for fans to get their first glimpse of what your team looks like this year coming up uh, tomorrow, right? Yeah, we have our annual red-white competition tomorrow afternoon at 1 o'clock at uh, our practice facility, the Stan Beerson Gymnastics Center, just across from Lloyd Noble, and give us the chance to kind of get a quick peek of what we have coming up for the season. Um, we're going to have a 
red, white, five guys against another five guys from both, you know, split up our teams. So it's going to be kind of a neat thing. The, we have enough guys healthy this year that we're actually going to go uh, competition format with judges and uniforms and everything and and see which team that uh, they've kind of chosen and put together is, is better this time of the year. And then, uh, of course, at the end, we'll kind of look at the overall of combining both teams into what we hope to be a competitive team with uh, the best teams in the country. I like hearing you say you're healthy let's knock on wood here because i feel like <laughs> the last couple of years that has not been the case no last year was uh was really challenging you know of uh of six of our, our our top guys four of them didn't even make it to the national championship last year so um the fact that we've got fuzzy bennis back who was uh two nice. years ago uh an All-American in the all-around. Uh, he's kind of been through quite a bit with a shoulder surgery and hand surgery and Achilles issue and, uh, you know, was really pretty much out the entire last year. Uh, Adriel Perales is another guy that will be back. Leo Conque is, uh, is also making his way back from shoulder surgery. And, um, yeah, we've, we've got some new guys that we hope to – supplement in there that uh, are showing some promise so you know things have been going pretty well you know at this point last year I think we'd already lost a couple of guys for the season so um, I'm optimistic that we're heading in the right direction right now well you mentioned some names there but what kind of team do you feel like you got this year I mean it's early you don't really know but how good do you think you might be well you know we're going to be good as long as we can maintain that health and everybody keeps going in the right direction uh you know the last four years stanford has dominated um and even uh and michigan's also you know got a couple guys that were on the world championship team so we know you know historically those are the, the the powerhouses that we're up against and uh you know last year we we were able to beat Michigan in prelims, and then they beat us in finals, and we were able to beat Stanford at home, but they they beat us in finals. So we're we're a good enough team that we're going to compete against those those top level teams. Um, it'll just be, you know, which day are we going to be the best? And and we've got to do a little better job at the end of the season to be able to, you know, bring out the most, and not just at McCaslin, you know, be be great on the, the competition floor at the NCAA championships. Is are are those teams, Stanford and Michigan, believed to be the teams along with you guys again that are at the top of the pack this year? Yeah, absolutely. Stanford's got all the talent. Um you know they also had two guys that were on the world championship team and they had the next two reserves. So um they haven't really lost a whole lot from last year and you know, they were national champions running away again. So, um, you know, our task is to to stay healthy, develop a little bit more difficulty as the year goes on. And, um, you know, I think we could be, beat them in consistency and performance. They, they tend to over 
you know, they do a lot of a lot of difficult stuff, but they aren't always the the best looking team out there. And if we can capitalize on our execution and and be able to go five up five count and hit every routine, we're going to be in the game with them. Let them be flashy. You guys be consistent and uh, get them on the scorecards at the end. Uh, you got yeah. the red white. Red white meet coming up Saturday. Your season starts though in uh, early January, and I was just looking over the teams headed to McCaslin this year. It's going to be a fun year for the home fans. That's Air Force coming to start the season. You got Ohio State coming here, Arizona State, Cal coming here. You got the uh, conference uh, meets going to be here this year. Uh, fun year inside McCaslin Fieldhouse. It looks like. Yeah, it's a great schedule. We've we've got. Uh... Uh, Navy as well. Um, so, uh, four home meets and the conference meet, which is uh, you know quite a few for us at home. And we've got a really challenging away schedule as well because we're going to Michigan, we're going to Stanford, we're going to Illinois. So, um, yeah, it's going to be exciting. You know, it'll be fun, and uh, it, it's it's going to be hopefully uh, less of like who's still available this year, like like we had to kind of keep finding people to uh, to fit in last year and um, keeping them healthy, you know, keeping them happy. And uh, we're excited about starting tomorrow, you know. And, and we just went through a renovation at our, our home facility, and, and we're looking forward to an expansion that's starting in January. So a lot of good things happening over there with both men and women's gymnastics. What do people need to know if they're interested in coming out and checking you guys out tomorrow? Well, we're going to start at 1 o'clock. Um, uh, our facility is right across from Lloyd Noble and next to the baseball field. Uh, I think they're going to have people come around to the back entrance. Uh, or no, I think that's for tonight for the women. But uh, come in the front doors. We've got free pizza for the first uh, 100 or so people until they last the uh, at the beginning of the meet, and then we'll get started uh, right at one with, you know, Olympic order and and uh, you know some guys for to look at look for. Uh, Emery Dodanley competed for the Turkish team and qualified for the Olympics at the World Championship this summer, and he's been just fantastic. Um, probably our top guy at this point, and and uh, Fuzzy Bennis is back in the lineup after you know, going through some injuries, but uh, he looks fantastic. Uh, our captains uh, are Jake Freeman, who was an All-American at Highbrow last year, and, and Dan Simmons, who's uh, just Diesel Dan gets gets it done. So we're, we're looking forward to it, and uh, it'll, it'll be a quick couple of hours of gymnastics and, and hopefully be entertained by some, you know, flips and twists and a little bit of energy from our team. I like it. It's a full day tomorrow, Sooner fans. You can check them out at 1 o'clock at the Beerson Center. The women play at 2 at Lloyd Noble. The men play at 3 in Tulsa. Full day of Sooner action on Saturday. Coach, thanks for joining us. Good luck tomorrow, and then we'll chat at you again when your season gets ready to launch here in January. Sounds good. Thanks, Toby. Have a good holiday. You too, Coach. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Bye-bye. Hope Coach Mark Williams, TJ, 35th season at OU. Wow.
It's a long time. You were right when you said hey, you didn't even look 35. You might no. have been there for 35 years. No. I was in that tournament this summer, that golf tournament, and uh, the you know the old man tournament that I qualified for. And uh, the second day, I got the uh, the pairings, and I was in a group with Mark Williams, and I was like, sweet. And then I got to the course, and it was a different Mark Williams. Turns out, Mark Williams, common name, more than one people have, person has it. So, anyway, um, all right, let's take a break. We'll hit the text line next. We got Kevin Henry. Uh, coming up at the bottom of the hour, we'll preview that OU Arkansas basketball game with him. Back after this. The T-Row in the Morning Show is brought to you every day by the Riverwind Casino and Hotel, OKC's number one gaming destination. The one for entertainment, the one for games, the one for fun. Riverwind Casino, simply the best. There are trucks, then there's the truck. Toby and TJ back with you, T-Row in the Morning Show. This hour brought to you by RK Black. Your office technology solution, copier, fax, printer, scanner, document management, great customer service. That's RK Black. Been doing it since 1952. 405-943-9800 or rkblack.com. Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Can I find the bowl pick them on the ESPN Fantasy app or is it just the website? Uh, you know, it's on the Fantasy app as well. Yeah, In fact, both. that's the yeah. Fantasy app's probably easier to use if that's how you're going to do it, so... Um, yes, it is available there. Um, let's see here. I'm not sure what some of these are. I don't know what that means. Can yeah. I give you my SEC fact of the day while we're that one. sorting through which text messages you can and can't read? Yes. What's uh, some of the text you can't read? What's the reason? Well, Julio's that? got some graphic language here in his. Oh, boy. Julio. Uh... Clean it up. This one is uh, okay. Gator had found a bone. I was I was just seeing part of this text and was uh, a little bit weird. So yes, uh, and he's trying to confirm. Gator's confirming Miss Effie was a real woman. And Miss Effie, there's no doubt. We know Miss Effie was a real yeah. woman. Yeah, of course. Uh, yeah, peaches we've, we've... we never saw in person ever. Mm-hmm. So anyway, what's your uh, SEC? I got to figure out how to get this down to the, the uh, you know the number of characters that I can make it fit, but. Um... Auburn and Alabama did not play each other from 1907 to 1948. 41 years they didn't play each other, Teach. Oh, how about and that? The reasoning was uh, an argument that took place after the 1907 game about how much, well, there was two different things. One was Auburn wanted player expenses to be $3.50 a day, and Alabama only wanted to pay $3, so the 50 cents. And Auburn wanted the referee to be from the north, and Alabama wanted the referee to be from the south. <laughs> and so they got in a fight over that and didn't play each other for 41 years. They finally played again in 1948, and the two school presidents actually dug a hole and buried a hatchet. As a symbolic, um, I get it. I get it. A symbolic uh, gesture. gesture. Yeah, yeah. And they've uh, played every year since then. Forty-one years they they couldn't figure out the fifty cents and where the referee was. Those playing. dudes. Hey, athletes of the day. Those guys were playing without real helmets, without face masks, for three bucks a day. Yeah, and they liked it. 
And they liked it. They didn't complain about it. That's right. And, That's uh, right. Uh, you know, uh, uh, what kind of car am I going to get? Things like that. Also, there wasn't as much television money flying around back then, too. That's a thing, but still. Now, little, little known twist to that story. An Alabama fan dug up the hatchet and slaughtered a bunch of Auburn fans and was put in prison for life. Cut, I, was, I thought you were going to say went and cut down all the trees on Tumor's Corner. <laughs> I should have said that. It would have been less yeah. violent. <laughs> what was that guy's name? Do you remember the guy's name? Um, hey, Paul. Oh, God. I just poisoned I can the trees still, on I can Tumor's still, Corner. I can Paul. see exactly what he looked like. I cannot remember his name. If only there was like a thing where you could type it oh, in and look man. something up and it would have all the Kirby answers. Kirby Smart, to. was that his name? Uh, something like that. Yeah. Okay, get back to some text you can read, please. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Harvey Updike. Thank you. Uh, thank you. <laughs> Harvey Updike. <laughs> Picturing him, I knew exactly what he looked like. He is definitely a Harvey. Uh, a Harvey. Uh, did Bama's little brother get his feelings hurt over change? T. Rowe will find on the ground. Yep. Oh, sorry, I was That's reading exactly that weird. Right. It was not opening for me. So. Yeah. That's uh, exactly what they got mad about. <laughs> But it was Alabama that was being cheap, though, in this story. Marcus Major. I'm going to read this like I, I picture this uh, text sounding. Marcus Major was a scrub this season. So there's only one thing I've got to say to him on the air. Hit the road, Jack, and don't you come back. No more, no more, no more, no more. Hit the road, Jack. <laughs> Marcus Major, you scrub. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> That's amazing. Well, I mean, I, if he was listening, he definitely feels bad now, right? Yeah, <laughs> he just, definitely does. If he didn't feel bad before, he does now because that person just let him have it. Hit the road, Jack. This person does not find our humor in the Stoop songs. Is that clips huh. of Stoop saying da 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 supposed to be funny? Mm. <laughs> it's supposed to be. <laughs> Guess we failed. <laughs> yeah. 8,300. It makes me laugh. <laughs> it does me too. 8,000. That's all that really matters. 8,374 days ago, I rode down the escalator at Pro Players Stadium, letting it sink in that we had just won the national championship. I know the thrill is in the chase, but I'm sure it sure would be good to put another one in the trophy case soon. It feels like we're several years away. Wow. Eight, you think that person three. woke up this morning just like... <laughs> He's got it in his man. phone calculator. Yeah. <laughs> 8,374 days ago. You're right. It would be great to win another one. Yes. It would be great to win another one. I wonder why it feels like it's a long ways away to that person. 8,000 days is a long time. Oh, I thought they meant that we're a long oh, ways away. Oh, no, he, he did say another. that at the end. Yeah, that it yeah. still feels like we're a long way off from winning another one. Huh. So. All right. That seems like a you problem. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if we'll ever win another one in my lifetime. Fun fact, the outsider's house is across the street from my uncle's house. They filmed in his front yard, and the fountain scene was down the street. Sadly, the fountain is gone now. I've never seen The Outsiders, so this what? doesn't mean anything to me. I, what? I don't know if I've even heard of The Outsiders. What's The Outsiders? You've never read the book? No. 
Oh, get out of here. It was required reading. Oh, you didn't go to high school in Oklahoma. Mm-mm. I'm pretty sure it was required reading in high school in Oklahoma. I What's read it. The Outsiders? It's a famous book that pits the greasers. It's a societal thing, you know, pits the greasers against the socias. And uh, the movie is f- super famous um, because of the young stars that were in the movie. Patrick Swayze, Tom Cruise, Rob Lowe, Ralph wow. Macchio, Emilio Estevez, wow. uh, Diane Lane. There's some that I'm forgetting there, but um, you know what The Outsiders is. I don't. It is a famous, famous book, famous movie, and uh, the house now is a museum owned by— oh, It was shot in Tulsa. Shot in Tulsa. Uh, I think parts of different Oklahoma, but uh, shot a lot in Tulsa. Okay. Uh, Pony Boy's the main character. Hmm. Do you recommend I check it out, or is it outdated? So, I love The Outsiders. I love the book. I love the movie. Uh, Leif Garrett, yeah, another young actor that was in that. It's hard for me to believe you actually ever read a book. I know, I know, I know. And I love it so much, I thought, uh, Bronx is, you know, this was not that long ago, like last summer, I said, he was like asking me movies. He's been going back and watching like old Adam Sandler and just old movies I recommend. Some aren't comedies like that. Some are legit movies. And I said, you need to watch The Outsiders. Yeah, Francis Ford Coppola directed the movie. Um, C. Thomas Howe, Matt Dillon. Come on, how have you not heard of this? Um, Dude, I anyway. did not go to a movie until I was in college. <laughs> we need to go over this again? Anyway, I had him watch the movie, and according to a 13-year-old now, it's like, this movie's boring and old. Mm-hmm. But it was just, I've seen the movie probably, I don't know, 15, 20 times more. Every time it's really? on, I'll stop and watch some of it, yeah. All right. All right. So, I've got a copy of the book at the house. All right. Well, maybe when yeah. I come over for Christmas Eve, I could borrow it from you. Maybe so. Maybe. Do so. you recommend I read it or watch it? Um, because I'm doing both sounds exhausting. The movie is great because of the reason why I just said you go back and see all of those guys and know what they became, and that was kind of a lot of their breakout role was that movie. So, and. uh a lot of those that I named, Leaf uh, was a Soch, but a lot of the others were the Greasers. So, All right. They, they rumble. They have the rumble. The uh, oh, like Soches and the Greasers rumble. Easy there. Spoiler. <laughs> Sorry, I'm giving away the plot to the outsider. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know there was a Pony Boys, Soda Pop. Yeah, they got all these weird names. So, ah, great. Uh, you know what? I may go watch it again tonight. Are you going to go up to the Outsider house then? Yeah, I, uh, somebody texted it's only like two miles away from the BOK, so I might do that. Okay. Well, it sounds like it'll be a real moving experience for you. You should do it. You should watch the movie tonight and then on your or while you're in Tulsa and then drive by the Outsider house. Yeah, maybe I'll do that. Maybe I'll do that. Probably won't, but maybe I will. Break time. Uh, Kevin Henry next. The Ref Radio Sports Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. Sooners and Hogs coming up tomorrow in Tulsa. We'll have the Sooner Radio call for you beginning with a 2.30 pregame show. And I'll be joined by my partner, good friend, 
Kevin Seatbelt Henry, who is on the line now. Good morning, Kev. Good morning, T. Rowe. You get your situation all figured out? You've been blowing up my phone this morning. I think so. I think so. It's a crazy time in the Henry household, but that's okay. We are uh, we're, we're going to figure it all out. Just got to get all these moving pieces in the right spot. But, um, yeah, man, it's all good. Uh, if for some reason you need to stay home and can't make it, TJ will be in Tulsa. We could have him do color tomorrow. TJ, you're going to the game? Listen yeah, I'll be the there. I'll be there. Place. Listen well, to the surprise. You said he's going to Tulsa. You didn't say he's going to the game. No, I'm going to the game. Yeah, I'll be there. Good, good. No, I, I will definitely be in Tulsa and be at the game. I'm not missing the game. I haven't missed the game. <laughs> he's like, I'm not leaving that to TJ. <laughs> Kevin, uh, TJ is 50 years old. This set tomorrow will be the farthest he's ever traveled for an OU basketball game to watch the center. <laughs> I believe it. And I also heard that he was giving away that movie Outsiders. Yeah. The whole plot and everything. I'm handing out DVD copies outside the BOK tomorrow. Have you seen it? (laughs) I've not seen it, but Nash has done book reports, and they're actually going on a field trip to Tulsa, I think, next week um, Mm. to see something that that tied in with that movie. It's the house. Yeah, it's still required reading, I think, in the state. Your boys would have had to have read it, and I don't know if Chloe's – I think she would have by now, but – I'll ask around. Yeah. I'll ask her. Next time we have a literature discussion in our family, I'll ask around. <laughs> Kev, um, before we talk about the game, uh, 8-0, and what do you, what's been the most impressive thing you think so far about Porter Moser's team this year? You know, Toby, I think we've talked about this many a times. I think it's the fact that the coaching staff was able to fill all the holes that they had in their in their roster last year. And, and, you know, the transfer portal makes all that possible that you can go in there and find the pieces that you need. And I mean, this, it's been an incredible transformation uh, to watch this roster get put together over the summer, watch the guys, heard about the guys that they're bringing in, you know, went and watched a little film on them. And then to see them over the summer, get in there and work, uh, work on their games and, and piecemeal this deal together and, you know, fit those, those positions and pieces into places that make, the most sense, and um, that's been that's been incredible to watch, and just you know to, to go through the season and have the games and have the success that they've had. Uh, I think it's just a huge testament to the coaching staff and the way that they've uh, put together this roster. They've really built it um, not for not just the Big Twelve, but like just you know just for college basketball in general. I mean, you got you got guys that play defense, you got guys that are you know fast, you got got yet size underneath, you got shooters outside. I mean, so you have all those pieces that's added up to a really successful season thus far. You know, the transfer portal is hit and miss. I mean, last year there were some guys we were pretty excited about that they brought in. And, you know, not to name names, but it just didn't work out like they hoped, you know. But you look down this year's squad, and again, it's eight in. Like, it seems like every guy they hit on, whatever their role is, uh, Javian McCullum hit, John Hughley hit, uh, Waldo Soares hit, Latre Darthard hit, uh, Jalen Moore, big hit. I mean, it, it feels like they're batting a thousand in the portal right now. I think a lot of it is, you know, their, their style of play. And I think that, you know, the players themselves have to fit. Um, uh, but the, a big part of it is, you know, finding guys that, that 
are good character guys that fit in the locker room, that fit the scheme. Um, and, and again, I mean, not to say anything about guys in the past, but I mean, this group all fit in all the, they check all the boxes. And I thought, you know, when you're looking at players, you, you think, hey, what can he do for us on the floor? But what can he do off the floor? And can this guy, would he be okay coming off the bench? You know, Porter mentions he has eight starters. And it, it's, it's honest to goodness. I mean, that's, that's true. I mean, he has eight guys that can start uh, any game, anytime, anywhere, um, just about. So um, you've got to find guys that are okay with that. And like you said, I mean, just eight games in, it's a long season. And, you know, what happens in the Big 12? It's so it's the toughest league in America. It's going to is going to be that again this year. And you could, you know, lose a nail-biter on a, on a Tuesday night in Norman, and then you have to go to Allen Fieldhouse. The next thing you know, you're on a losing streak. And so you've got to have guys that are tough enough to withstand, you know, all of those types of pressures that, that the season brings and then, you know, battle back. And th- these guys have done it. I mean, they've played from behind. I mean, that Providence team was really good. I thought they were the best team that we've played this year. And uh, I, th- I thought USC was the most talented, but Providence was the best team as a whole, and they took the lead there in the second half. I mean, it was it was a close game, and I thought it was going to be a grinder like most big-time college basketball games are. But the Sooners hit a button over there and just, you know, ran off another 12-0 run or, or, or something like that, and just next thing you know, they're up 20. And so that's the that's the type of resilience you got to have, and, and those are things that make – they get you excited about the season and make you think this team can make a run. What do you think about Arkansas? Have you had a chance to watch them or dive into them yet? You know, they're really good. Yeah, I've watched a handful of games of, of them this year, and I think a lot of people saw them beat Duke at home in Fayetteville uh, last week. And so, I mean, they're really good. And they're they're different than Providence, but they're just as good, just as talented. What they do, they don't try to run over you and, and bang and knock you down. They just try to jump over you. And um, they're so athletic. And that, that's that's kind of a trait that they've been the last few years. So, uh, But I like I like our matchup. I like the fact that we have guards. That, that'll get down and guard the other team's best guards. And so you got to have that aspect to it. You got, I, I like, you know, our post presence. I mean, Sam and Big John have done an unbelievable job on the glass this year. So you've got to have that that piece as well. And so there's a lot of different things that you you got to have. But, I mean, this is a fun game. It's such a fun game. I hope Sooner fans come out to Tulsa and, and uh, support the Sooners because, you know, you know Fayetteville's coming. I mean, that's a, that's a place that they've yeah. always been really good at coming. So hopefully we can – you know, even out that crowd up there a little bit. And the Sooners played well up there. I mean, they've done well the last few years. I mean, we beat USC there. We've, we've beaten Arkansas there. So um, it's been a uh, really fun place to, to play a fun game. Um, but I'm, I'm looking forward to it. You're right. It has been uh, lopsided in favor of, of Razorback fans in the crowd. But the atmosphere at these games the last couple of years has been a blast, I think. Well, each team won one. OU won two years ago. Arkansas won last year. But the fan bases are into it. The coaches are both maniacs. Remember last year, Arkansas ended it with a dunk after OU thought they were dribbling out the clock, and then that started a whole thing. Musselman got ejected a couple of years ago. It's been really contentious, electric. I don't know what we're in for tomorrow, but I've really enjoyed these games in Tulsa. Yeah, they're fun. I mean, it's it's and going on the road. I mean, I thought San Diego reminded me of an NCAA tournament game, just like the USC, the you know playing Iowa, playing USC. You know, the the crowd, the even split. Um, you know, just the neutral side. I mean, those are things. And I tell you what, Joe C and, and Porter and those guys, they've they've been great at putting together schedules. And um, I think our schedule this year has been 
perfect for this team. You got a, a lot of new players, so you got to get some games in, some home games in against some teams. You can work on some different things, but you also have to sprinkle in these types of games too, the Iowa and USC's, and then of course the Arkansas's, and then that Jumpman game is going to be crazy in Charlotte when we play Carolina there. I mean, that's going to be a big time home court advantage for those guys. But um, I mean, that's that's the the power of college basketball, and you know that's what makes these these games so important and so fun to watch is going on the road and going to neutral sites and playing a team like Ar- Arkansas. Musselman got tossed, like you said, and then they dunked it at the end last year, and so who knows what will happen this year. Uh, Traven Brazil, a question mark for tomorrow. That'll be a big deal if he can't go for Arkansas. You, you got, you know, OU is, we've said many times, more athletic. Arkansas, ultra-athletic. What's going to be the biggest key for OU in this game tomorrow, you think? they got to control the pace. Um, both teams like to get up and down the court, but if you're in control, and there's there's definitely a team that's in control of the pace of the game. I mean, you can both teams can play fast all they want, but somebody's got to be in control of that and kind of steer it. And I think OU has to be in control. And with those two big-time guards that we have, I mean, I like Los and, and Javian, um, you know, in control of the game. You can put the ball in either one of them's hands to bring it across half court. They both can make plays. Los gets downhill just as good as anybody gets to the paint. That floater that he has is, is really good. He was working 17 and 12 the other night. And then, you know, Javian, I mean, being a guy you can get the ball to at the end of shot clocks is just is critical. You have to have a player who can go get a shot like that. And he's one that they can do it with the best of them. So I, I like the fact that that – and then you got to play defense. In these games, defense travels with you. you. You know, Coach always says defense creates offense. And so the fact that they've been able to get stops – timely stops when they need them and when you feel like the other team's making a run and Arkansas is going to make a run they're going to get a big time dunk or a big time three and their crowd's going to get into it and they'll start doing that woo pig deal or whatever so you you have to get those stops <laughs> quiet deal. the crowd <laughs> and quiet the crowd and then make sure you you stay in control of the ball game all right Kev uh great stuff I'll see you up in Tulsa whenever whenever I see you and um be safe bud all right, man. Thank y'all. There you go. The great Kevin Henry, everybody. Stay Two thirty pregame boy. tomorrow. Um, yeah, I got people hitting me up now on Twitter with all kinds of outsiders info. Teach, I like it. All right, break time. Uh, final segment. We go live to Boston with Chris Plank next. It's an NFL triple header this Sunday on the Ref. The action gets underway at eleven thirty as the Jaguars travel to Cleveland to face the Browns. Then it's an NFC West showdown as the Seahawks take on the 49ers. It'll all be topped off Sunday night with an NFC East battle as Jalen Hurts and the Eagles head to Dallas to face Dak Prescott and the Cowboys. All the action gets underway this Sunday at 1130 right here on The Ref, 1400 AM and 99.3 FM. It is time for The Crossover with Toby Rowland, TJ Perry, and Chris Plank. Brought to you by Orthostat. Injuries aren't convenient, but Orthostat is. Orthostat, convenient orthopedic care. Seven days a week, no appointment needed. Now, with the crossover, here's Toby Rowland, TJ Perry, and Chris Plank. Crossover time live from Beantown as we are joined by Chris Plank the day before Army-Navy. Good morning, Plank. What's up, T-Row? Not, uh, not a bad little lead-in to have the great Kevin Henry on to talk about tomorrow. In, uh, right. I'm excited to follow along. Uh, okay, tell us where you are right now. Set the scene for us. So basically what I, and I wasn't aware of this because this is the first army Navy that I've ever attended. And it's, I believe the first time they've ever done it in Boston. 
So they're moving it around, which, by the way, Boston, nowhere close to Foxborough. I mean, nowhere close to Foxborough. So uh, this is like the hub. So inside the actual hotel is a radio row. I, I think I sent you the pictures from it. So there, it's, it's kind of like this, a scaled-down version of, like, Super Bowl media row. So you have all of these uh, radio shows that are live from here and all these dignitaries, and it's really, really cool how they set it up. So uh, we're at – I don't even know the name of this hotel. It is uh, the Westin Copley Place in Boston, and it's, like, literally guys with all kinds of medals and bars and – uh, it just it's an incredible scene to see all of the Army and Navy people that are here. Uh, and this is Ground Central Station, uh, Grand Central Station, excuse me, for the, uh, for the Army-Navy game, so it's awesome. It's really cool, Toby. It's really cool how they've got it all set up. I, I think this is something everyone should have an opportunity to take part in, and I haven't even got close to the game yet. <laughs> I, I'm so excited for you. I, I, uh, what, what's the next, like, 24 hours? What's your schedule and everything? Well, it, it's kind of up in the air. It depends on when young William Christopher Plank gets here from West Point. But uh, there's a country concert tonight that the people that brought me here are putting on. So uh, I have no idea who this dude is. Um, but we're supposed to be there to introduce him, bring him on stage. Do you and, have and his name? All of the, Let's see if TJ knows um, who he is. You know what? Um, I will have to. I will Come on, have Plank, to you got to intro the guy. You don't even know his name? Let's yeah, go. I Let's know. go. It's 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 not necessarily a name that uh, I think anyone would know. Uh, he's kind of like a young and up and comer. But I'll get it here in a second. Guarantee so TJ knows him. Yeah, I, I guarantee you he it's will. Like too. Zach Bryan but, and Chris was like nobody's heard of him. Uh, oh, here it is. Um, it is uh, uh, it is Zach Bryan. No, I'm kidding. Um, so we we basically <laughs> Toby, we have to catch a bus to the stadium at like. Oh, gosh, um, five in the morning because it's going to be a long drive, and really there's not that many opportunities to get there. So it's going to be so it's a um, normal game day of, for you then. It's going to be a normal game day uh, for me. So uh, Russell Dickerson is the concert that's tonight. Oh, Russell yeah, I know Russell Dickerson. Okay. What's, yeah. what's, so what's then his after best that, song, Teach? I'm not a huge fan of Russell Russell Dickerson. Um, I don't even know that I could tell you a name. He's had a few mm-hmm. hits that you would recognize. All right, there you go. Everybody. Very, very cool. Um, I get to talk to the uh, chairman of the Joint Chief Stats today. Uh, staff, better get that one right. Staff. Wow, really? Uh, the Army Chief General, the Sergeant Major of the Army. Um, Dang. Yeah, it's gonna be a. You got your yeah, questions ready a- for these guys? I mean, you can't mess around with these guys. I feel like I'm going to wing it a little bit, you know, kind of look at go, Army, oh, boy. your thoughts? What's going on with football? How about that? <laughs> What's up with the laces on the ball? Isn't that weird? So, basically, Toby, it's a normal game day, only there's a concert that's plugged in in the middle of it and this absolute show that everyone is just fired up about to see these young men that are going to, you know, go and serve our country, march What's that the flyover tomorrow? I can't wait I for that. Know, but Army-Navy flyover has got to be the best flyover, right? I told it's going to be amazing. Um, I don't. I don't know if the president is going to be here, but I heard that at least one very popular presidential candidate is going to be here. So huh. uh, that that's kind of cool. Um, so yeah, it's going to be a really really cool event. And at least from my understanding, I don't know if it's the first time ever, but it's it's been a long time since they've done it here in Boston. And it's uh, everyone had their way of doing it whenever it was in Philly, right? So this is new to everyone. <laughs> so it's almost as if 
imagine putting an Oklahoma home game, well, Dallas, and then all of a sudden it's like, hey, we're moving OU Texas from Dallas to like Phoenix. And so everyone is kind of adjusting on the fly because it's, uh, it, it's kind of been so unique that it's actually here in, uh, in Boston and it hasn't been here in quite a while. Army, two-and-a-half-point favorite. Who you got tomorrow? Army by 50. There um, you go. You know, Army's a weird team this season because they, they have not played well. You know, they, they try to incorporate a little bit more of the, um, of the passing attack, and it just it, it hasn't worked out. It, it, they struggled with it. And when they got back to their bread and butter, they beat Air Force. Um, so there's, there's a lot of excitement about, like, what Army has. Navy's uh, been up and down this year, first-time head coach in this game. So uh, I, I'd like to – I know this much. It's going to be a quick game, Toby. It's one of those blink and it's over, but – yeah, I'm pretty and, – and, and, again, I just got – it's the first time that they've ever done it in Boston. So it's going to be a really, really cool environment. The, um, the actual ticket sales are through the roof right now. It's one of the most expensive off-market off prices right now. The get-in price is through the roof. Jeez. So should be a That's fun one tomorrow. Great. When are don't, you don't, on the radio – uh, when are you on Sirius XM tomorrow? Uh, eight, uh, normal time, 8A 8, 8 to 11A Central time. So okay. that'll be all fun. Right. I'll check you out, man. Hey, have a great weekend. I can't wait to hear all the stories about it. Thanks, Toby. Can't wait for it, man. See you, bud. Um, stick around, folks. Plank Show live from Boston coming up next. Tip-off 3 o'clock tomorrow in the BOK Center. Hope to see a bunch of Sooner fans up there. Sooner Radio broadcast starts at 2.30. Thanks to Kevin Henry and Mark Williams for joining us today. You find folks as well. Have a great weekend, everybody.